Oh no! Forgot to record. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Oof. Oh my god, dude! You won't believe this shit. Huh? I forgot to hit record on all of that. <laughs> oh damn! Oh my god, that's hilarious and terrifying. Holy shit! Damn! Wow! Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> well, you can just hit record now. <laughs> yeah, I already that's recording now. But oh my god. That was a solid hour of us just talking. Oh. Yeah, well, that was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're going to keep going. It's okay. We're going to circle it. back around and keep going with our questions. Uh, hello. Welcome to the Bank Bro Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll right. really play the music now. I yeah, guess. we're going to play the music now right away. One, two, three. There it is. And so Ryan and I have been talking for the last hour, and my dumbass forgot to hit the record button, which is amazing. We've also had multiple drinks of Hennessy, so <laughs> we're going to just wing this shit today, and it's going to be great. I, an extra special 20th episode here. And- hey. As a matter of fact, CJ, do you have more of those cards? I do. All right, we'll just keep drawing them then, I guess, until we get the full episode in for them. There we Done. Done deal. So, Fuck it. We'll just do that. Long story short, you guys missed all the NBA stuff, and it wasn't that exciting. We were having a good time talking about it. Pretty much the Heat and the Nuggets are going back and forth. Nuggets just ended up beating the Heat in Game 3, 109-94. So Nuggets up 2-1, to one, still in Miami. It's going to be an interesting series, and we were just talking a lot about Jimmy Butler. And when it comes to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, just trying to get those two to mesh well, play well. And Bam has been making me eat my words and has been keeping them in the games. So good luck to both. We're going to still be following that. And next time, next time around, we will have more recording and analyze game three in its entirety. In the meantime, we are currently playing a game called Let's Get Deep where we ask questions of each other. And this is normally built for relationships and getting to know your significant other. Ryan is my significant other on this show. So I figured, hey, it's our 20th episode. Let's play a game. Let's get to know. Let's let you get to know us a little bit better. And that's a pretty good answer so far. But you know what? We're already in the deep questions now and the deeper questions. So, so you ain't heard none get, of that shit. You ain't heard <laughs> none of that shit. You, heard, we, you missed the icebreakers. So we're going to go into the deepest questions I've got possible. And riff on there. And that's going to be what you guys enjoy for your 20th episode. Just getting to know us a little bit better. That sounds pretty good. So you froze on the last question, sir. All of a sudden you had technical difficulty. not sure what you were even saying. <laughs> meant to be because then you found out that you weren't recording. Meant it was to be. perfect timing. It was meant to be. I'm glad that all happened for a reason. God was like, whatever. Or somebody, some universal form was like, dude. You guys are fucking idiots. You guys are fucking idiots. (laughs) No, that's all me. That's not even you. I'm the one who hits the record button, and I got too excited about just playing this fucking game, and so I just started fucking talking to you, and then we got lost in the sauce there. So thanks, Hennessy. Thanks, Fried. Sponsors, your products are fucking effective. Your products are very fucking effective. Full effect. (laughs) Sweating and shit. Anyway, the question we left off of was, would you rather be able to change the past, see into the future? My answer would be... To be able to see into the future. And here's why. 
it doesn't have to necessarily do so much with being able to see in the future. Yeah. It more so does with being able to not change the past and be okay with the past, be at peace with the past mm. because I've learned my lessons. If I wanted to go back and change things in the past, that would defeat the purpose of me going through it. You know, I went through it, whether the situation was positive or negative, you know, I went through it to learn a specific lesson. Right. And we're all on this journey. We all have these own, our, our own individual journeys and goals throughout our own lives. And so I never want to look back and say, oh, you know what? I want to change this or I want to change that. Yeah. You look back and subconsciously, you know, you, sometimes you can't help it. Like, yeah, I wish I would have acted differently, but that's different from saying, oh, I wish I could change this. You know, being able to say, I wish I could have acted differently shows growth. Mm. And as long as I'm showing growth, I'm okay with making mistakes because I know life ain't going to be perfect. Um, and I'm the type of person that learns from my mistakes. And I'm, I'm very honest with myself and I'm very self-aware. It's something I pride myself on. And so I would be able to look at myself in the mirror and be comfortable saying, look, you fucked up. You did this and this and this. But here's how we're going to fix that. We right. can't make that shit happen again. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. And that's the same answer I have as well is I would much rather just see the future. And as scary as that can be, because I don't think anybody should know their future. And we can get a time travel and all the bullshit rules that movies have established about seeing your future and then automatically changing the future because you've seen it now. All that put aside... I don't want to change my past either. And, you know, I've made mistakes and I've gone through a lot of heartbreak and trials and tribulations, all that bullshit. But if I changed anything in the past, it wouldn't get me to where I am today. It wouldn't get me the family I have. It wouldn't get me the wife I have, or the kids or the experiences and good vibes and all the amazing memories I've, I've had up to this point, which I wouldn't trade for anything. So that's something where... I mean, if I could change anything in the past, it'd just be like telling myself to go to the gym more. That's really about it, though. Maybe put a couple stocks down. Maybe play some fucking ponies. I don't know. Get a little, <laughs> more, a little more cheddar in today's siege, you know. But other than that, no, man. Like, I don't have regrets about my past. And there's nothing I can single out and say like, hey, I really wish I could erase this shit. Like, I wouldn't be me if that was the case. And me, even through the awkward years of high school and being bullied and being cheated on all that bullshit like those were lessons i had to learn those were the growth experiences i had to have to become the man i am today and that's without a father that's with a strong mom and three other brothers like that all had to happen so <laughs> i i totally agree with like seeing the future not being able to do anything about it just going like okay you know i saw it and take it for what it is but yeah you can't live with regret you can't be looking back all the time because you miss what's ahead of you. That's Agreed. some deep shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, side note. Um, the PSA you guys missed. Public service announcement. Um, pretty much just wash your pits again. Please wash your pits. You guys are funky out here. It's getting hotter in Wisconsin. Y'all need to be rinsing your fucking pits. Please. Admiral's game happened. I was there. And the dude next to me. Funking up the place. Just P-Funk. P-Diddy. Just nasty pits. And I'm like, bro. We're in the 200 section. Act like you got some fucking manners. Act like you got some fucking sense, dude. It's ridiculous. I shouldn't be smelling you while you're waving your fucking hands. So again, public service announcement. Wash your fucking ass. I'm sick of smelling you motherfuckers. I'm sick of it. Oh my god. We live in America. We have running water. Come on, guys. Right. We have access to deodorant and soap. Like, use it. Use it. Use it. What's the fucking deal? Next question. Do you have any irrational fears? <laughs> uh, I actually do. Spill, brother. Spill. Irrational. All right, hold on. Hold on. Irrational meaning like weird fears. All right, that's that's kind of where I was getting at, like unconventional fears. 
I'm scared of birds. <laughs> okay, so like just all birds or like specific ones? Bro, or just like just all birds. birds. All birds. I don't know why, but they're like flying rats to me. Well, pigeons are. But even like the pretty birds, like parrots and shit, no? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't get close to me. Just don't get close. Just, I, I don't uh, know, man. There's something about them. Like, so just I feel birds. like they're just going to come down and, you know, when something can fly, like you really don't have any control over it. Oh, I agree. That's why I hate so, bees so much. There's, I can't figure out the yeah, pattern, and then yeah. just, I, I get anxious about it. Right. So if, if say if a dog were to come fuck with me, cool, I can right. handle that. You know what to if expect. A bird comes and tries to fuck with me. What am I gonna do? That shit go fucking fifty feet in the air. Right. Fucking bats and bats and shit. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Like yeah, I don't fuck around with that shit. Anything and, flying at me, just no. And uh, I'm also scared of one more thing. What's that? Pussy. Maybe, maybe like a serious one that might, you know, <laughs> want to ring at the end of the day. I can say that. Uh, wow, well, no, I don't think you're fat. <laughs> I have uh, a I'm weird good. one. I have a weird one, and I had to look it up because it does have a name, and I can't explain why. But it's it's a it's a legitimate fear. Maybe not even a fear. It's it makes me very unsafe. Mm. It's called trypophobia. It's called Tripoph- what? Tripophobia. You're scared of tripping. No. <laughs> I do that enough, but I'm not afraid of it. I just I fall on my ass, whatever. <laughs> I'm a little clumsy. No, trypophobia is the fear of like like a honeycomb pattern. So So like you look, your background. Not so much this. It has to be like hollow. I'll show you a photo and I'm seeing one already. I'm already like you so you know what like a honeycomb looks like, right? Oh god. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the it's the hollow hole pattern that makes my skin crawl. And even Why? looking at it now, it's a it's an irrational fear. And I I can read the, the description for it to let you know like why it does that to certain people, because it's not just me. There's a whole community of us out there who this makes us very fucking nervous. But let me show mm. you here. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a honeycomb to you, right? But like, yeah. see, I'm making myself already like cringe. But when you look at it like that, where it's just these gaping fucking holes in a pattern like this it makes my i get like a fight or flight response to this it's so weird i didn't even know it was a thing but it's a it's a legitimate thing i gotta turn that off because it's making me very fucking nervous yeah i know it's irrational <laughs> i Damn. can't even explain it yeah it says here we go people with trypophobia are disgusted by the pattern of holes they don't necessarily have a fear of holes <laughs> but it's it's just that same pattern of holes so it says like bread and bagels with seeds cheese with holes fruits with small seeds like straw i mean this is a little far fetched like strawberries i'm fine with strawberries right. and shit yeah it, it's in 17 percent of children and adults so it is a real thing but i'm trying to see another fucking uh oh they have tests for it too that's kind of crazy do you have trypophobia oh god see it's gonna fucking Ask me. I'm gonna. Oh God. Oh God. I'm trying to do like a test and say, do I have it? And I already don't like it. <laughs> anyway. Like, yeah, I so yes, yeah, I have a yes. I have a weird. It's a weird unsettling when I see weird pattern like that. It just makes me want to run away. Super fucking weird. Can't explain it. Can't explain it. Also, clowns. Fuck clowns. Fuck all clowns from here into eternity. Because I saw it when I was like. Five years old and dude, dude. Hey, but the, the, what about Joker? 
I'm okay with Joker. And I think it's because he's just, he's in like a superhero type of world where like he's vigilante type. Exactly. But like, I don't know if you recall, Wisconsin had this problem like six years ago where people started dressing up like clowns and just standing on street corners. Do you remember that? It's okay if you didn't. Because only don't. someone like me would know this. So I lived on the other side of Waukesha about six years ago, five years ago, whatever. And all of a sudden, maybe two blocks down on a street corner was a dude just standing there, full fucking clown outfit and makeup, just waving at people. And I'm like, that's a little weird. Okay, fine. I started going around like we were driving different places, seeing the in-laws, whatever. There were no less than 15 to 20 different houses where someone was dressed like a clown sitting at the end of their driveway and just staring at you. And it was the freakiest fucking thing I've ever seen. They even did news interviews about this. I'm going to send you some links. This was a real, and this is in Waukesha, this is a real thing where people just dress up like clowns just to disturb people like me. So for someone like me with a fear of clowns, this was hell on earth for me. All of a sudden, there are clowns. It only lasted maybe like a, two weeks, maybe. Where you would see a random clown somewhere. Or they have a sign just saying like, good morning. It's so unsettling to me if you're a clown. Stop being a fucking clown. Just knock it off. That shit's unsettling. What are you doing? But to have to, to be in clown makeup and not even have a purpose. You're not going to a birthday party. You're not entertaining children. You're literally doing it to freak people out. Congratulations. I was freaked out for two fucking weeks. I didn't want to leave my fucking house because a clown was fucking down the street waiting to see me and say, what's up? All clowns. <laughs> fuck off. Eat a dick. I don't like that shit, man. So those two <laughs> things. Those are my two things. Good God. I got what the nervous. fuck? <laughs> I got nervous just talking about that. Good Lord. That made me uncomfortable. It's very, man. That, drink it was that. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm going to drink after the fucking clowns, dude. Oh, God. Oh, I'm already done with my second drink. I'm just about there myself. My God. What is one thing you wish they taught you in school, like high school? Oh, my God. <laughs> I already know mine, but yeah. All right. Now, I know high school was not that long ago for you like it was for me. <laughs> if, I were to, if I were to choose one thing. Try to pick one. Want me to go first? No, 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 I got it. I got it. You got it. You got it. I wish they taught. I wish they had a course on, um, like spirituality. Hmm. So you you're know, cool us, with like spirituality in schools being. Yeah. Um, okay. Because see, spirituality and religion are two different things. Very true. Very, very true. Um, I believe that all humans have souls, right? Yeah. And spirituality is essentially connecting with one's soul. Okay. Um, and I wish I know why it's not implemented in schools. It's because the government doesn't want us to know. Government doesn't want to want us to know these things because they know these things are true. You sure. know, the, the CIA has documents on um, astral travel and um, being able to things like law of attraction, things like that. The CIA oh, sure. has documents on things like that to prove that this shit is actually real. And if you can tap into a certain vibration, like you can like all things are possible in this realm. And that's why it's not in schools because the government doesn't want us to know that. But that's mm. one thing I would want in schools. Like I, I would want um, some course on spirituality, um, connecting with one's soul, because we all have a soul. And, you know, we get to this certain point in age, and I'm sure every one of our listeners can agree, we get to this certain point in age where we, we really start to question our existence. Why am I here? What's my purpose? You know why we don't Absolutely. know that? Because we're not connected with our soul. Mm. Preach. If we, if we were connected with our soul, we would know our purpose. That's a really good point. Especially as a teenager. 
Yes. And you're trying to expand your mind and understand the universe around you. That's a really good point is there's such a rampant mental health crisis going on in the country. So like yes. that might be a part of it is just not understanding who you are at the root of your soul and what because makes you tainted you. by society. Exactly. Like you're so, you know, there's like, so many filters of bullshit. Right. For example, CJ, we'll, we'll take you for example. Yeah. You said you've been cheated on multiple times. You mentioned that on the show multiple times. That's right. right? And what can that do? You could have been a person with such a big heart. You know, all of a sudden you become cold. You know, you become withdrawn from the world. You oh, don't yeah. want to talk to people. You know, that could do like that could turn you into that person, you know. Absolutely. And that's not really who you are. But you, you you your your image is created off of the experiences that you've had in this lifetime, right? Right. And Absolutely. so you start to believe that you're this way and you're just this way because you're this way. But in reality, you didn't come to this earth this way. That's right. And yeah, figuring out who you are at your core, your core values, your core beliefs, just being in tune with that and having that help you with your putting your foot forward, especially as a young adult trying to understand where you're placed in this world. I, I definitely agree with that. I never really thought about spirituality as a class and that aspect of things, but like mm. it makes a lot of sense to to think about that. And to, you know, an elective course where you kind of yeah. get in tune with who you really are and what's really yeah. important to you. So yeah, yeah, that's. Like- Work on like meditation, you know, work on breathing yeah. techniques, you know, little things like that. Work on um, little things like um, fucking walking outside in the dirt barefoot, working on your root chakra, you know, like teaching yeah. about chakras, you know, things, yeah, things of that nature, you know, just simple things like that. And I feel like every oh, yeah. human being should know because, I mean, w- if you look at everyone my age, I know you, you might not pay attention to it as much, but everyone my age is starting to tap into things like this. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, it's trying to get involved in, you know, oh, the root chakra or chakras and energies and, uh, you know, manifestation and things of that nature, you know, things that yeah. are metaphysical. Yeah, so. I, I think these, this day and age is all about manifesting dreams and, like you said, kind of portraying exactly who you are as a person. You're seeing younger activists out there trying to save the world. You're seeing younger people take charge of their lives financially much faster than I, someone like me learned, you know, growing up and things like that. So. I definitely agree is that the younger generation is getting a little more in touch with who they are at the root and right. making a real change. So hopefully it keeps going because yeah. it's, it's a good thing. It's a good positive energy to put into the world. Yeah. That, that's you know, that's and awesome. And us as, as teenagers, as high schoolers, as kids, we were forced to take all these math courses. Bro, how many fucking equations do you actually use in reality? You just add, subtract, and divide, right? And multiply right. for the most part. I don't think I've used Pythagorean theorem in... Three point one four and all that shit. No, <laughs> like I haven't used that shit a day in my that's, fucking life. That's all gone. So why don't you all teach us something that's useful to us? You know, exactly. but you know why they don't? It's to distract us from all the whatever. Hey, and that's kind of along the lines of mine. Is I was gonna say, I wish they had taught you how to like do your fucking taxes or apply for a mortgage or open a bank account. Just life skills. And I know back in the day they had like home economics and things like that. And that was really more about perpetuating, you know, gender roles and learning how to bake and all that shit. But like just paying your fucking bills, not, you know, you, when you're turn 18 and I can speak from existence, you know, not existence. I can speak from my personal stories and history about this shit. Like when I turned 18, do you know how many credit cards I got in the mail without even applying people? Just, the companies just knew, Oh, he's 18. Here's a fucking credit card. I didn't apply. I didn't do anything. Here's a credit card. Just all you have to do is activate it, and it's fucking free money. And at yep. 18 years old, I'll tell you exactly where I took it. I got the fucking Capital One card in the mail about two days 
before Summerfest. For those of you who are not in Wisconsin, Summerfest is like the biggest fucking music festival in the world. And in Wisconsin, it is a summer tradition. You go to Summerfest, you use your boys, and the people that you were looking at in high school, you know, see, you know, school year is over. You see them again back in July because they're at Summerfest. You're trying to make your fucking moves and shit. So you, that, I mean, that was like the thing to do was to go to Summerfest. So I remember getting a credit card in the mail, activating the shit right away because I was still working at Blockbuster, my favorite fucking job of all time, and going like, I could use a little extra money for, for Summerfest and, you know, go buy some fucking souvenirs and shit and, you know, blow my money. I was fucking, you know, 18 years old. I didn't give a shit. I had a car, put some fucking gas in, whatever. I had no idea what credit even was. In my opinion, it was like, someone just sent me free money for my 18th birthday. And then you get that, I rack up the fucking $200 credit limit and I go, wait, I got to pay this shit back? Wait, what's interest? What's interest? What's Wait, 22% interest? What? Why am I paying $250? <laughs> right. I make minimum wage and shit. Like, what the fuck? So, I had no fucking idea. And that set me back so fucking long. It took forever for me to climb out of that stupid hole I put myself in at 18 years old because no one taught that shit to me in high school. Like, saying, like, hey, you're going to be 18. Here's how credit works. Here's how a Bank account works. These are not checking account works. It's ironic that I ended up in banking because <laughs> that, honestly, I feel like the passion I got from being a really good bank employee is because of how stupid I was as an 18 year old. And I saw that the damage it did to my credit overall back in my early 20s. So when I got a bank job, I was talking to people like, dude, here's some education. If you're going to get a credit card with us, here's how to fucking use it. If you have a checking account with us, Here's how to use it. I was so adamant about educating other people because I didn't want that shit to happen to anybody else like it happened to me. But it starts in high school. Like, there's yeah. absolutely no reason that... It doesn't have to be some six-month class, but, like, damn, dude, throw a couple courses out there. Have somebody from outside the school come and teach it for a week. It's something. Yeah. But that's a, that's a major life skill that... And, again, I've been out of high school for a very long fucking time. So I don't know if that's changed and now they teach it. I have no clue. But it needs to be part of the fucking curriculum. Yeah, a financial literacy course. Yes! Oh my god. Yes. I started teaching financial literacy myself when I, as a bank employee. And it's like, I was teaching that to adults on their lunch periods at certain businesses. And the adults were blown away by basic usage of a checking account. They had no idea what they can actually do with it. So it's like, it's not just teenagers. They're grown-ass adults walking around here with no financial literacy whatsoever. So it's that's facts. It's very facts. I mean it's it's sad and I've I've always wanted to help that shit, but like, man, talk to your school boards if you're listening. Make sure they're teaching your kids. And if they're not teaching your kids, teach your own fucking kids, bro. Like mm -hmm. my kids are not gonna be walking around at 14, 15, 16, 17, not knowing how to handle their fucking money. Point blank period. You have to. You have to. Yes. Mm. Did you know there are two laws? There's the law of the land and the law of the sea. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you're talking about, but go on. Did you know that? <laughs> you, we all know the law of the land, right? Fuck, fuck that. Sure. The law of the sea applies like to... Like a pirate? No, it applies to things such as banking, liquid assets. Ah, I see where you're going. You know, things Liquidity. of that nature. Yes. We can get into that later. I want to keep answering questions. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there for the listeners to think about. Liquid assets. I'm, Think about all the other things. You know what? <laughs> I was going to say, you know what banks are, but... 
Yeah, I was gonna say like this is the bank bro show, and we have yet to really talk about money. So yeah. that could be you something know. we put a pin in. Is, yeah, yeah, banking. Because goddamn, there's so much more people could be doing, especially. I hate saying post-COVID, but it is, I guess, technically now post-COVID. Dude, that sent financial markets into a fucking frenzy. And people, and when I was still working at the bank during COVID, like, people lost their fucking minds. It went back to the Stone Age, and it went back to people taking all their money out and stuffing it under their fucking mattress. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So, again, we'll put a pin in that for another episode. But, yes. yes. If you don't know about your money, man, learn about your fucking money. It's so fucking important. And teach your kids about their money because they're going to need that. It's I can't imagine what finance is going to look like in 20 years from now. Buckle the fuck up, people. Mm -hmm. Here's a good one for you. What is the biggest deal breaker in a significant other? <laughs> oh, that's right for you. Ah. A deal breaker? Damn. Is it wrong? Is it bad to say that I have a lot of deal breakers? I don't think it's a bad thing to say it. I think that's you um, knowing yourself. Okay. I'll go into a few that I have. Um, okay. One. See, this is this is a popular, popular topic of discussion. <laughs> okay. If she has more bodies than I do. Oh. Right out the gate, huh? Yeah, that's a no. No, no that's a no. Is it like... Is there a threshold to that? Like one more than you, or is it like a gap where it's a deal breaker? I mean, it's not. It's never going to be just one. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like if you had nineteen and she had twenty, is it still a deal? Then uh, I don't know. I don't know what that. Well, not real numbers. I made those numbers up. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. I want. I'm saying threshold. like. Yeah, like I don't know what that code, but then like, see if it's like if I have four and she has five, that's cool. Okay, okay. So you, you know what I mean. Certain thresholds. Yeah. But um, if you have ten and she has thirty, you're like, no. Oh yeah, absolutely not. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's, okay. You got a little too many miles for me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> mouths. I mean, I mean, like I shouldn't be talking. I ain't shit. Like. There we go. See, Here we I'm go. giving, see, but that's my point. Like, I'm giving her a lot of leeway already. So, you already over that. Like, goddamn, girl, I can't help you. See, see you later. I can't Get help you after that one, girl. <laughs> right, you got right. more than me. Jeez. I probably see you on Pornhub. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm playing. Bang, bros, with a G. <laughs> but no, that's one of them. Uh, okay. Another one of them is if she doesn't know how to cook. Ooh. Now, before you get into that, do you know how to cook? Yes, I do. Okay, fair enough. So you, know, you want both of you to be making food? Yes, I want to see. This is see CJ. This is what I want. I'm glad you brought that up. See, this is what yeah. I want. You know, I, I want to be able you. to. I want to be able to wake up in the morning with my wife early as hell before the kids get up and be like, "Baby, let's go downstairs and cook the kids some breakfast." You know, what I'm okay. saying whip them up some breakfast real quick in the middle of whipping them breakfast. You know, I pull her shit down and start ramming her shit <laughs> in the kitchen. Oh my god! It always goes before back. the kids before the kids wake up. You feel me? For the kids, <laughs> I swear you, you have know what I'm like, If we do it, if we do it, bro, think about it. If we do it upstairs, the kids gonna hear us. They oh, gonna wake up. We do it in the kitchen. To a married man, oh, you know, trust me, I know. Throwing this, <laughs> and you get to a point where you gotta get in where you fit in, dude. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> man. The older the kids you know get, saying? the more you gotta get creative with that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Throw on the counter. You know that's that's what we call making food with love. You feel me? <laughs> That's making food with love, you feel me? Oh my god. Yeah, you're not kidding. You're not wrong. So I'll be, man, ramming her shit and then we'll throw her off, flipping the French toast, you know what I'm saying? Scrambling her eggs. Oh, oh. 
So all that and the pancakes come out trash. You're like, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we just gotta keep going. We... Oh, round two. <laughs> oh, Batch oh, two, round two. <laughs> Batch two. Oh my god. That's um that's a wonderful thought, but wow, reality's gonna be fun for you. Go on. But those, that sounds amazing though, right? Like fuck. I'm sure we all get married thinking that's gonna be the case, and then you kinda go, nah, it's just pancakes morning, which is also great, but all the other stuff. Unless you're Jay-Z, I don't really see that being man, a realistic I'm, way of doing it. But man, if you get it like that, congratulations. I'm telling you, I'm telling look, I'm telling you and all the single ladies out there. That's how it hey. is when you with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if we got kids, wake up shit. I'll wake up shit. What you trying to cook the kids? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? You already know the deal. <laughs> and then we'll it's go already. to the shower. We'll get it on in the shower too, you feel me? It's in the vows, I'm sure you're gonna write. That's yes. <laughs> In the fine print. I, I just hope my in-laws never find this. I just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's probably way too late for that anyway. But So that's that's one of your deal breakers. Name one more. One more? One more? Yes, one more. Hmm. Okay, okay. So I thought of something that's like kind of like uh, necessary in a wife. I thought of something that was uh, a person. I got to think of something. Uh, okay, here's one. If she has an annoying voice. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Automatic. <laughs> No, no, done. Her voice has to be pleasing to my ears. Sure. Um, and you know, like it's all subjective, right? Music subjective. <laughs> it's all subjective. So don't feel no type of way if I don't like your voice. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I get another that. man might like your voice. You might not like my voice. That's totally fine. Like, That's I'm not true. gonna take no shit. You might not like my eyes. I don't give a damn. These are my um, eyes. <laughs> every everybody has their own personal preference. You feel me? Yeah, um, man. I'm never going to take that into offense because I'm a very confident man. I hope all you ladies out there are confident, too. If you have an annoying voice, if you have a super deep voice, super high-pitched voice, it's cool. Somebody might appreciate that, but I'm not going to appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's not There's me, somebody though. for you. Somebody for you. That person ain't me, though. Which, I mean, that might, might suit you. Like, you might be better off that way. I ain't That's shit, true. like I said. <laughs> so, oh, at least you know that about yourself. That's good. Yes, that's a good thing. Yes, like oh, I said, man. I'm very self-aware. I'm very honest with myself. Self-aware. Uh, for me, it's only two things: cheating. Sorry, one and done. You cheat one time, I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. it's the ultimate. Everything for me is trust, and that's the ultimate trust breaker. And mm. I don't. And you know, I know there are people out there who are in couples who have gone through this where they cheated on maybe even multiple times and then you figure out a way to forgive and you go back to in my opinion the ledger as a former banker the ledger is always going to be out of balance no matter what you do you cheat on your spouse you're not even anymore it's not an even playing field and you can even say like oh i let him cheat on me after i cheated on him nope it's still not completely even anymore because one of you did it first Right. One of you betrayed the other one first, and even doing the same thing on both sides, it doesn't make you fucking even at all. It breaks everything, and right. it's even worse if you have a family. So, like, that to me is still a number one no. One and done. I'm out. Doesn't matter. The other thing, though, is someone who doesn't laugh. If you, don't have a fucking, if you don't have a sense of humor, I'm sorry. I can't. It's not even I don't want to date you. I don't even want to be your friend. I don't even want to be around you. The friends that I keep can laugh they're funny even if you're not funny you can appreciate humor and i'm not saying dad jokes no it just in general like having some form of joy that you can laugh about things 
And the nice thing about my wife is like, I am the corniest motherfucker you will ever find. She thinks I'm hilarious. My kids think I'm hilarious. So like, that is the only joy I need. But I have definitely dated girls in the past who just didn't think I was funny. And it wasn't, it wasn't even so much me. It's like, they just didn't find humor in, in simple things. And it's like, I can't be with somebody who doesn't have a worldview where shit is funny. Life is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Even with all the bad shit, like, there's so much humor to find out of life. If you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't laugh at funny situations, if I find somebody fucking falling and tripping outside, I'm laughing at you first. I'm going to make sure you're yes. okay. But that shit's hilarious. I don't care where you are. Thanks. That shit is funny. I watch America's Funniest Home Videos. I watch that shit for 30 fucking years. It's still funny because people being stupid is funny. It just is. It's a time-honored tradition. If you can't laugh with me, if we're watching a show together and we're not laughing at the same shit, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's a waste of time. It doesn't bring anything to your life to not have that joy. So yes, mm. if you're in my circle, if you're in my house, fucking laugh. Just nope. enjoy the vibe, man. That's life's too fucking short. Not to. Drink to that. You're going to finish that bottle. His dad brought him, not didn't bring him, his dad was gifted like a fucking 128-ounce bottle of Hennessy, and this man is probably already halfway through it, which is insane. <laughs> your, your face is as red as a tomato now, so it's it's quite spectacular to watch you at work, sir. I'm not even going to... Look at your face! I, feel, I just want to say, I feel fucking unstoppable right now. <laughs> Ladies, All I've been drinking is Hennessy. I've been hitting this up. pink Starburst. You feel me? <laughs> Life I feel is fucking good. unstoppable. Life man. is good, I'm telling you, man. Life is great. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of life, next question. Ooh. If you if you had to name, and now this says three, but I'll say one is fine as well. If you had to name three life rules, what would they be? Three life rules, rules? for life. Right. Rules for life. Okay. 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 Mm. All right. Rule number one. Mm. Stay true to yourself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Rule number two. Be thoughtful. When I say be thoughtful, be thoughtful of others. That was one of mine too. Go ahead. That's that's um, dope. And I say that because <laughs> and I say that because life is a reflection, right? Mm. What you see Preach. is oftentimes a projection of what's inside of you. That's right. You know, so how how can how can I hate you when it's myself that I see in you? Ooh. Okay. Okay. Right? So that's why I say be thoughtful of others. Absolutely. Um, and number three, hmm, personal rule for life. My third rule, if I had to choose one and only one, mm. it would probably be to never take life too seriously. boy, That's a good one. Absolutely like that. People take shit too seriously all the fucking time, dude. It's just yeah. like... it's You know, life is, um, life is going to be itself regardless of if you're having a great day or if you're having a terrible day, right? Right. So why not enjoy this shit while we're here? Why Absolutely. not laugh? You know, why not? Why not? Be around the people that you love most. Why not do what you love most? Why right. You're, you're going to have bad Absolutely. days anyway, right? No matter what. No matter what. So you might as well do everything that you want to do. Right. Those are really good life lessons, man. I like that a lot. Appreciate that, man. If I could pick three, one, the first one's obvious. It's just fucking laugh. Like I said, just fucking laugh, dude. Life's too short, like I said. I think the biggest, one of the greatest joys in life is humor. Just whatever it is for you, just being able to express yourself like that to feel comfortable and safe enough to laugh about certain things with the people who are closest to you i don't think there's a lot of things in life that beat that 
and that feeling, especially when they're like new friends, like understanding you have the same interests and the, the same things, you know, you guys find the same things make you joyful and laughing and happy. Like those connections you make are so important. So being able to laugh, I think is just, you know, even if you're a terrible joke artist or whatever, if you got dad jokes, knock, knock jokes, I don't care, man. Like hearing my kids laugh, it'll, it'll add years to my life, you know? So Thanks. that is something. Wait, I don't I, know how I that stress. is, but I'm sure. Whatever sure. works. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels, you know, that joy of like, man, somebody thinks you're fucking hilarious. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Second thing is be honest. Lying gets you nowhere. And that's, I get it. There's certain situations where you have to lie or you feel like you have to lie or you have to like when you got to lie to your white parents lie. or something. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, you know, that's fine. I'm not saying that. Be prepared for. Yes. That blowback <laughs> will get you. And this man knows more than anything else. That blowback will get you if you get caught up in that fucking lie. Be prepared for Sydney. <laughs> oh, She'll be worse than Sully, you think? Already is. And I love her to death. <laughs> but I've, I've mentioned this before. Sully is very sensitive. He's very much like me. He's very intuitive. So if you're having a bad day, he feels that. Mm -hmm. He'll ask you about it. What's wrong? What happened to your day? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, he's so... That man is wow. is early Usher when it comes to feeling his <laughs> fucking emotions. It's great. And I feel like it's going to benefit him in the long run. Hopefully, it does better for him in high school than it did for me because I was sensitive in high school. And it didn't get me that far. Pretty sure I was bullied by women. So, like, for him... <laughs> You know, school is high school is different now. So, you know, the sensitive, geeky guys are kind of ruining the world right now. The nerdy ones, they're the shit now. So, I'm hoping by the time he gets there, that it serves him well. Sid? Sid is a con. And I'm saying that in the best way possible. It's not that she's lying, because I can't get mad about the thing she says. She's a child. <laughs> it's because, and I, I can't stress this enough, when she lies, it's so fucking complex that even I fucking buy it. <laughs> remind you she is only turning eight so it's not like she's just lying to my face there are levels to her shit it's insane it's insane i don't know where it comes from i didn't teach that shit to her i know her mom didn't her mom's got a rebellious streak when she was growing up i heard stories about her doing whatever when she was a kid but my <laughs> daughter is brilliant with that shit she will have an out for like my first three counters i'll still catch her don't get it twisted <laughs> I'm still the fucking man, and I will lawyer her shit until I get a confession. It's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm only like 30% mad and 70% impressed. Where I'm like, <laughs> damn. Like, you really went out of your way to craft a fucking story of why you're eating Pop-Tarts at 7 p.m. That disappeared from my like cover. This, this girl probably has a lie for every one of your counters. At least three. She's she's still young, so she's got about. Three that she's steps. already thought about. That she's already yes. she's she's already thought it's about. Planned this. Like, it's planned out. My dad's gonna ask me this and this, so this is what I'm gonna say. Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. So it's crazy to see in real time because I'm just more like I'm yelling and I'm more just like flabbergasted. Like how how are you still? Just, her responses are just just like that. It just just Done. comes out that just quick. Rapid rapid fire, and I'm like, what? Like how are you still lying to my face when I know you're busted, but just straight face? And I don't know if it's a psychopath kind of thing, sociopath, whatever. I feel like, and I told her this shit today, I'm like, you're going to be a fantastic lawyer. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> she's going to be, like, the best lawyer possible if that's what she wants to do. But that's the level in which she can craft a fucking story. So, I don't know. But 
that's a life lesson. Be honest. That's the, the point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking honest, but man, if you're going to lie, you better be fucking good at it. <laughs> She's fucking good at it. <laughs> and the third thing, the third life lesson I, I would live by, and I wish I had done this earlier, is fucking plan ahead. Plan the fuck ahead. And I mean that in all aspects. Financially, spiritually, just your your knowledge intelligently, like physically, plan ahead. You don't know what life's going to bring. Every day is a gift. You never know what the next day is going to bring. I can get hit by a car tomorrow and not make it back home. Is my family taken care of? I am out of banking now, but the shit I learned from banking of just like thinking ahead, even things like insurance, like, yeah, you have your insurance from your job. Is that enough to cover your family in case something fucking happens to you? And a lot of times that basic job insurance, no, it's not enough. So like, Get the supplemental insurance, pay the extra fucking money, put some investments in, put some roots down. Just think for the future. Half as much as we want to live in the present and not change things in the past. Most people, especially when I was working for Northwestern Mutual trying to sell insurance, you would be shocked how many people just didn't give a shit. And I get it. It's a sales job and it's woo woo woo. It's whatever. Like mm-hmm. most people don't want to pay out of pocket for something intangible. Something they can't see. So you're, I'm so I'm calling people saying like, hey, you should look at an insurance policy on top of your job one because your job one has all these fucking bells and whistles that will kick in and you'll get paid nothing because of X, Y, and Z out of your control or pre-existing condition or something that you didn't think about and then you're fucking screwed. And that was eye-opening the amount of people who didn't give a shit about that at all because they're just like, again, we're in survival mode. They're just like, I want to just take care of what's in front of me right now thinking about something 10 15 20 years on the line or dealing with hypothetical situations like what happens if you die unexpectedly those are questions that people don't want answered they don't want to think about that kind of shit so they walk along saying everything's fine fucking plan for the future take the time whatever little money it costs whatever it is in any situation think about the future think about the loved ones think about the things you have to take care of even after you're gone, fucking plan ahead. That's about it. Most people don't give a shit about the future, which <laughs> that's pretty fucking scary that's to right. think about. Yeah, pretty fucking is. scary. My goodness. Let me go get a couple more cards. You hang tight, and then we'll wrap things up because it's going to be a fun episode of just us talking. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, as he's grabbing the cards, uh, I want to give you all an update. So, like, um, as y'all know, I was talking to this certain individual, right? And I told y'all, I noticed. Some red flags. Guess what I did? Oh, hold on. Before I mention about the red flags, we had a second date. And like I said, I ain't text her. If y'all listen to the last episode, I ain't text her in a few weeks. So that second date, obviously, that shit ghosted. You feel me? And I did some research. And guess what? This girl was using me to cheat on her boyfriend with. Stop <gasps> it. Yes. You are she was lying. To cheat on her boyfriend, bro. I found out she had a boyfriend. That's why her phone oh. be on Do Not Disturb. See, iPhones will tell you when somebody's on Do Not Disturb. That was one of the red flags that I had on her. Why is your phone always on Do Not Disturb? She Damn. had a boyfriend the whole time. She was using me to cheat on her boyfriend. Bro, I am floored. I'm floored right now. Yeah. Wow. 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 Crazy. Honestly, you know man. Honesty is everything. I'm telling you. We talk about it. And yeah, holy shit. And you, as much shit as I gave you for kind of going like, 
wow, it took you one week to go like, eh, I'm not really feeling the vibes or whatever, but like you your instincts were spot on. Yes. Like yes. That's crazy. I knew it. I knew it, man. This is why they needed to teach you about spirituality in school. Because if you're not tapped in with yourself, you won't be able to sense these things. Damn, I sensed something dude. was off. Like, it was too good to be true. And she had a boyfriend. Damn, bro. That's insane. But, hey, hey, I mean, I didn't lose. Her boyfriend losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Does he really know anything? Do you know? She don't know that I know. Oh, she doesn't know. How did you find out? Uh-oh. Man, let me tell you. I'm a fucking detective. <laughs> I'm the best detective in the world. You feel me? Okay. So, check this out. So, on Snapchat, right? On Snapchat, you'll get recommended friends based off of your contacts. Correct. I have her number. I have her okay. number. Um, I didn't know it was her, but I saw this username that uh, may have resembled her, right? Sure. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? Let me type that in to Instagram. Okay. Because I don't know if I've told you, but I only had her on Facebook and I had her number. That was it. And on Facebook, no, I got her number and boom. You didn't mention okay. that, but it makes sense. So, yeah. We met on Facebook, I got her number, boom, and then we just started texting since then. So, I sure. didn't have her on any other social media. So, typed her into Instagram, and what do you know? Boom. Her top posts, her most recent posts. There's this dude in there. I'm like, oh, everything clicked. Oh, That's why God. he ain't on your Facebook. That's why he's not on your Facebook. Because he's nowhere to be found on her Facebook. Says that, she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just her on Facebook. And on Instagram, she has like four posts. Okay. Four or five posts. That's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you trying to be sneaky this whole time. It's funny because you trying to be sneaky on Facebook, but I'll be sneaky on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And so. Wow. I mean, I, I laughed it off like, shit, it is what it is. Like, okay. Everything at makes least, sense now. I ain't even mad at you. At least you found out now before you got any deeper. Like after two dates or one day, two dates, whatever. Instead of like starting some shit with her and then finding out, that's just oh my god! But yeah, yeah wow, yeah. yeah, wow. But shit, she over here kissing me, touching me, and shit. I'm like, oh okay. I was gonna say, whole like, times you got a boyfriend, but when I looked wow. at her boyfriend, I'm like, makes sense why you want a guy like me. Oh god, <laughs> you compared? <laughs> I'm not, but it's, hey, it makes sense. Hey, it makes total sense. Hey, and you know what? I forget. I forgot to mention this too, because after I mention this, everything, everything will boop, boop, will click. Okay. So when we first, how we first met, um, was um, my friend, uh, he posted up this, uh, he shared this post on Facebook, uh, it was some toxic shit, right? Sure. About some, some, I don't know, some toxic shit. And then I commented, I was like, yeah, tell them to leave their mans and come get with me. Oh. And she said, and she said, introduce me to Ryan. Oh, specifically you. Okay. Yes. Ooh. I have the screenshot still. I could post I it bet. right here. Boom. <laughs> I might. I might do that. Boom. Uh, Ask sober you to post that. <laughs> That's a different story. That's a different vibe. Yeah, you go, me like, drunk. I'm, I'm, I'm spilling too much. Yeah. I'm spilling <laughs> too much right now. Holy shit. Oh, As a matter of fact, I'm going to take another sip. There you go. <laughs> I'll take one with you. Woohoo. Drunk posted. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, you know, I ain't tripping. Like, you know, like she, you know, she, like I said, she's a beautiful young woman. Um, sure. Don't take away from that. She got some nice, she got some nice soft lips. You know what I'm saying? But trifling though. We're trifling out here in the streets. I'm telling you, man. Honesty. I told you. And you, you asked me advice for 
you know, kind of pursuing things with her first date, second date, how I would approach things. And the, the one thing I said to you was being open and honest out the gate. So it's like, you see the growth that we're making on this side and you go, and then on that side, you kind of go, we're still this ain't shit. out here. We ain't shit out here. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But you know what, though? And it's going to sound weird. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you on this. Because for yeah. once, and it sucks to say it, it's for once, this ain't nothing to do with you. This ain't some weird shit. Because at first, I'm, I'm going to be really fucking blunt about it. Like, when you're like, oh, I don't really want to fuck with her anymore after one week, I was kind of like, he's still in that zone of like, I kind of want to be a player and I kind of don't. And you're still stuck uh -uh. between two worlds. And I was kind of like, you know, don't be afraid. I was trying to encourage you to try something special. No, man. Your instincts were spot on, right on the money. So yeah. it's not, I'm proud because this had nothing to do with you or your journey, progress you made. This was just hoes trifling. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't even even call her a hoe. It just kind of came out like that. She's not a hoe. I don't know anything about her. But this she ain't a hoe. She just cheated on her man with me. That, she that's cheated on her man. This motherfucker's trifling. This motherfucker's just messing around, not being honest, not being 100 out the gate. And I don't like that. I don't vibe with that shit. Just and yeah, you know what's crazy? I, I came to you like, bro. She mentioned somebody that gave me some top. Yep. What should I do? Right. You know? And I'm like, damn. We're on this side <laughs> of things. Like, you know, like maybe don't mess with that girl because if you talk spirit about this girl, like it all made sense in the moment. But now I'm like, fuck all that. Like, dude, <laughs> you're doing just fine. Your instincts are yeah. intact. Your fucking radar is still pinpoint. So yes, don't. Sir. Don't ever stop trusting your gut. Don't be afraid of new experiences, but yeah, your gut's pretty much always going to lead you to the right path. If that's the fourth life lesson I could ever bring up, it's follow your fucking gut. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a prime example of that shit. We will next do question, a, a my brother. Couple, a few more questions. We'll wrap it up there. Um, do you think the world will be a better place a hundred years from now, or no? You know, <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm going to be optimistic. Okay. And I'm going to say, because we really don't know, right? We have no idea. We have no idea. I'm going to say it's going to be a better place. Why is it going yeah. to be a better place? Because I'm going to leave it a better place than how I found it. And my kids will carry on my legacy that way. You nice. know, we'll, well, I mean, it's 100 years from now, so that's your great, exactly. great, great grandkids. <laughs> and like I said, it, it's going to trickle down. You know, my kids will carry that on to their kids and so on and so forth. Yeah. To the next generation. You know, for, for example, um, Something that I really, uh, I'm really passionate about is, um, uh, racism, right? Uh, racism, especially in, um, like I always start within, right? So I always look at myself. So the Hmong community. So within the Hmong community, like he's a very racism, passionate racist. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it, like I'm not, I'm not one to, to never not admit that growing up in my own households, they're actually very racist, right? You know, yeah. growing up, we're taught that. You know, we're taught that people that look like you, CJ, we're taught that people that look like you are bad, right? Mm, and we're taught right. that people that, that look like the people on the dollar bills are good, right? Mm, that's true. You know, um, and it's not just us that are taught that, like, Asians of Everybody. All, all types of Asians are taught that, too. You know, let's yep. be real. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, something I mentioned earlier was life is a reflection. You know, we how can I hate you if I see myself in you? Mm. You know, if we break it down... um. The people of African descent, such as yourself, and people of Asian descent, Southeastern Asian descent, specifically Hmong, <laughs> Hmong people like me, drill it, drill it down. We have way more in common than we do 
we had way more in common than we do in differences. For example, we both were enslaved. That's right. Our people were both enslaved. Our Very people true. were both brought here to be used as cattle to produce yep. for who? The people that look like the people on the dollar bills. That's right. So I say all that to say, yes, 100 years from now, the world will be a better place because my children will carry on my legs of leaving this place better than how they found it. Very true. That's very, I actually agree with that as well. I do think it'll be a better place. I can't say how it will be better other than technology. I mean, technologically, I can't say that fucking word. Technologically, that's not even a word. We'll have better technology. Technolo- technolo- yeah. <laughs> technologically more advanced. There, there you go. go. We'll be more advanced, motherfuckers. But when it, I, you bring up a good point when it comes to like race and how race and the way it's perceived might change in a hundred years. I don't for a second believe that you can eradicate racism. I don't think you can, which is sad to say, like, I agree. It's so deeply embedded. And as much as people want to talk about like that, it doesn't exist the way that it used to. It's like, you're not paying attention. And as a black man, you know, that's something I can attest to and say like racism doesn't go away. It just evolves. It changes. It becomes more discreet. So, you see things now like like Trump lovers. Like there is as if there was no inherent like underlying borderline racism to everything that Trump's followers believed in, I wouldn't have a problem with Trump whatsoever. The followers are the ones, in my opinion, always had the underlying racism to their belief system. And we're not gonna get political on this show because I fucking hate politics. More than anything else in this world. Can't stand it. So I won't get political about it. But the same notion you see about those followers or super super conservatives. Everybody's conservative at some point. Super conservative. It's always coming back to that root cause of holding minorities down in one way or another. Whether you have an opinion about the border crisis. Whether you have an opinion about voter registration. Whether you have opinions about abortion healthcare, what have you. All of that can all be stemmed back to a racist issue. Yes. A racial issue, if if not even overtly racist, it is still racial. The communities are still disproportionately affected by it. And I'm not somebody who claims to know shit about politics. I don't <clears> want to <throat> know. You, I'll, I'll vote on voting day. I vote the same way every single time. And that's about it. Anything more than that, you're not getting it out of me. Because again, I'm all about joy and humor and laughter and happiness. Like, Politics to me is a black hole of corruption and evil and just bullshit. All it's a all never which, ending. All of which divides people like me and you. Exactly. Just yep. divisions all over the place. And we talk about it all day long, but like at the end of the day, those institutions, and we're seeing it even today with certain I won't name names, not to get into it, certain representatives are about to run for president who have created these awful fucking divisions that stem down to race so my original point is you're never gonna get rid of it in a hundred years from now it will evolve but it'll never be gone for good facts ever it's Mm -hmm. so institutionalized across the globe there's nothing anybody can really do about it other than deal with it and evolve themselves to kind of move around it make maneuvers around it and set laws and boundaries that kind of skirt those ideas but it's never going away especially in america so yes i think the world will be better in 100 years in certain capacities and i think there are other things like race that we're still going to deal with 100 years from now that we deal with today especially if you know your numbers and your your math and your data 
saying that the minorities that are currently in the world right now, that percentage is going to flip to where exactly. Caucasians yep. will be the minority. That yep. is coming very soon. In my opinion, and I know I'm black saying this, but it's like, that's not a big deal to me. Like, I don't think once African Americans or Hmong or Pacific Islander, whatever, mm-hmm. Latinos, if they become the majority, I still don't think anything changes. I still no. don't think the the way they're treated changes. Anything is, right. I still don't think any of them are getting any power. It's still going to be white people, which exactly. whatever. I don't even mind that as long as you're doing things for the greater good. It's the corrupted we can't stand. My point is that we still have a long way to go, and I don't think 100 years is going to change anything that mm-hmm. drastic about race. So nope. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But history shows mm-hmm. ain't nothing changing about that, bro. Nope. Here's a question for you. When will you have made it in your standards and opinions in your eyes? When will you look back and go, I did it. I made it. Um, damn, that's a great question. I thought so too. <laughs> um, when will I look back and say, wow, I've made it. This is your moment to say, boom, I, I, I accomplished my goals. I made um, it. You know, of course, like, uh, I have goals of, um, taking care of my parents. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I I think every every man every child has that goal right uh, to to eventually take care of their parents. Yes, but I absolutely. will never truly feel like I accomplished my my goals until I have children that accomplish theirs. Mm, so because do you do you mean like living vicariously through them or just like them no, setting their not goals, them, them achieving it? Right. So um, you, like your son is playing for the Pistons and he's he looks at you and goes, <laughs> Dad. They hung up my banner on the fucking like the fucking wall of fame. They look up at you in the stands. You go, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to get into that. Okay. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to to do with me living through them. Okay. Right. And it does everything with me supporting them, guiding them to get to where they want to go. Mm. Um. You know, I, I don't have any kids yet. Um. But I'm sure you can attest to this. Sure. Like. You created them, right? So, as far as I in know, large part, like in large parts, like you, you, you kind of you look at them and you're like, you know what? I'm going to give you everything I wish I had. Absolutely. Like, when it comes to like knowledge, you know, absolutely, to how to move in life, right? And you forget, I, I didn't have a, I you don't forget, but I didn't have a father growing up, so for me, Bingo. it's extra special. Like, Bingo. I'm trying to be the dad that I never had. There you go. I'm glad you brought 100%. that up. Yes. And and likewise, right? That will give me a sense of accomplishment because that means not only have I accomplished my goals and set the example for them, but I was able to set my pride aside, let them choose their own path and support them on their own journey for them to be more powerful than I will ever be. Because this is all about making sure that I leave them in greater hands than I ever was. Absolutely. Right. As a father. And so, you know, like being a father and things of that nature have always been special to me. So. I would definitely say I would not be content or feel the, the 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 taste of success until that moment comes. I feel that, especially with your eight kids that you actually want to have at some point. Yes, sir. Four set of twins. You already good know. Good God. Good. Designed to rip wide. Lord. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that detail until you brought it up, and I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> But I'm glad you brought it up because I, I feel kind of the same way as like, as much as I have goals for myself, as much as I am trying to build something and we talk about 
in the past, like not being set on the path of like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be when you grow up, when you're an adult? I'm still learning as I go. I'm still, you know, especially as a father, like every day is a fucking lesson in how I should react to certain things, especially with a girl. Remember, I had all brothers. My mom was the only woman and she could whoop her ass to this very day. So like (laughs) growing up with boys. Oh yeah, man. I told you, I told people on this podcast, like 15 fucking weeks ago, like I don't cuss in front of my mom. I don't even want her listening to this podcast because I said, (laughs) damn one time I was like, huh? What's she going to think? So like that has always been ingrained in me is to think that way. So <laughs> no, for I me, see, I've seen your mom at parent teacher conferences with Hakeem. So, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I dude, believe you. <laughs> dude, those conferences, terrifying nights of my fucking life. No fucking joke. And don't get me wrong. I had good <laughs> grades, but there was always something in the back of my head that was like, Ooh, you missed that assignment. Ooh, you fucked up that test, whatever. If something like that comes up in this conference, my ass is wheat grass. I'm <laughs> fucking toast, dude. Like, I think I heard something along the lines of, oh, Hakeem was what? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Dude, oh, my God. See, you even <laughs> said it. You said it correctly. That's the weird thing. Hakeem was what? Like, that, man... <laughs> <laughs> I like think it was. Just, I think it was like Mr. Oh, wait, who was it? It was a. I think it was Mr. Kramer. <laughs> like the way you just said it, no fucking lie. My sh- my spine shivered. I was like, oh no, I remember that shit to this day, dude. Because yeah, probably because you can hear it across the fucking room, right? That's my mom. <laughs> he did what? Like you fuck. knew your. Hakeem, you fuck. I'm you sorry, bro. Fucked. I'm not gonna see yeah. you at recess. My bad. Hakeem was a golden <laughs> child. Trust me. So like that. <laughs> That only happened like once to him. However, for <laughs> me, being the firstborn, it was like that standard, dude. And my mom was a medical professional, so you weren't allowed to be <laughs> bad in regular ass academics. So if your ass had a C, that would tell you the time I lost my door as a teenager. You what? Lost my door. Okay. Lo- <laughs> quick story. Quick side story about this line. When I was like, it had to be 14, 15. Keep talking. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. So 14, 15 years old, and my mom was married to this guy. Um, this is my stepfather. Um, is Edgar, Edgar and Hakeem's dad. Um, so Edgar Sr. He's a great guy, hard worker, carpenter his whole life, worked very hard. Uh, unfortunately, they got divorced later on. It is what it is. You know, I respected him. We didn't have a lot in common because he's Muslim and I couldn't eat pepperoni for like fucking 10 years. Whatever, man. So <laughs> But his house, his rules, you know, I respected it. It, it is what it was. So when I was like 14 or 15, I got a C in math one time. A C. Not an F. Didn't fail. It was a C. My mom came back from that fucking parent-teacher conference. I don't remember why I wasn't there for that one, but I remember she went by herself. And they told her I got a C in math and I do better. She had her husband, without saying a word, come and remove my bedroom door from the hinges. Because in their opinion, I got a C so I am very distracted because, you know, this again, this is before internet and all this shit. So what I was really doing was talking to girls on the phone. You know, back in my day, it was like getting a phone number. They called after them. 9 p.m. After not- no, 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 no. Way before that. This is landline. Oh, bro. shit. Landline. <laughs> landline shit. This wasn't cell phones. Cell phones weren't even a thing at this point. He said landlines. Landlines. I had a phone in my room. Landline connected to the fucking ground. And so what I would do is I would get these fucking girls' phone numbers at school. I thought I was hot shit. And I'd call them up. And you didn't talk about anything. You just said, like, what'd you have for dinner? 
Oh, what we we we, we doing now? What are you doing now? What are you watching? <laughs> that kind of bullshit. So I thought I was cool because I got a few phone numbers and I'm in a little fucking black book and everything. So I'd call like I don't know Caitlin up or some shit. Hey, what you doing? Hey, oh, oh, oh are you, are you Rachel, dinner? Rachel, we good? <laughs> no, we're good. I'm saying I, I made the fucking name up. I'm saying like you just you call somebody. You know how it was back. You don't know. You're old. You're young. Back in my day, that's all you did. You didn't talk game. You were just trying to see like, oh, who are you going to dance with? Oh, you, by yourself? Oh, with your friends? Oh, you know, you should save a dance for me. That Whatever. Whatever stupid level of game I had. Anyway, they thought the C was a direct representation of me talking on the phone too much. So I lost my bedroom door for over a year because I had one C on a report card. So no more private phone conversations. That's 8 p.m. Because to them, if I'm on that phone at 8 p.m., my head should be in a book. <laughs> my guy, I'm telling you, I'm not remotely exaggerating. I didn't have a bedroom door. It had to be for maybe a year and a half. A year and a half. <laughs> no privacy. Wait, so I had to turn so my music down every you single time. Literally had to like step to the side. Exactly by my closet. I got changed by my closet because I didn't want anybody seeing anything. Fucking, I had like the fucking six CD changer stereo with fucking Usher's My Way and Big Willie <laughs> Style from Will Smith and fucking uh, Rage Against the Machine. I couldn't play any of that shit more than like five <laughs> decibels because it was too loud because I didn't have a fucking door. He said I had to Usher My Way. Talking Dude, about, you made me want to leave the one. That album was slapped. <laughs> oh my God. That was what that's the first CD I ever bought in my life. That album was fucking fire, dude. I Usher swear to God. Shit, dude. Oh, my God. So I had to fucking plug in my fucking wired headphones to the stereo and listen to that shit. Not even sitting down. I had to stand next to my stereo. Bobbing like your this, head and shit. Bobbing my head and shit to Usher because I had no fucking door. <laughs> because I got one C, my like, boy. Mm, yes, mom. I'm, I'm in the books. Yes, mom. Yep. Yep. Sure am. <laughs> headphones back on. <laughs> One C. Now my mom will will cop and she'll say she doesn't remember that shit at all. I re- it made me who I am, man. <laughs> That's a part of me. I forgot the, even the point I was even making when I brought that shit up. But the point is, education was everything. Don't get a fucking C in math, especially for a medical professional mom. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a better dad to my kids. That's the point I was making. I'm trying to be a better father than the father figures I had growing up. I'm not going to take my kid's door off their fucking hinges because they're fucking failing something. I'm just going to fucking work with them. That's the point I was making. I'm trying <laughs> to be a better person because I didn't have a door for a fucking year, dude. Oh my god. My brothers will... I'm going to bring Hakeem on the show one of these days. Actually, he won't even remember that shit because he was a baby at that point, but that shit was real. That shit was the, was the bring him worst. One of these days, though. Oh, we're going to get... Hakeem is a superstar right now he just told me today he was at his first table read for a movie he's doing so we won't plug him yet so i'm waiting for us to get to a point where yes we bring him on and have some real synergy because ladies and gentlemen my younger brother is a fucking star in the making plain and simple y'all about to see his ass in the bright lights be aware you heard it here first mm-hmm. i'm sure he told you first but my point is for our audience we'll bring him on because he's great he's an amazing at he's an amazing athlete talent but all in good time. Last question before we wrap it up, sir. When it's all said and done, and this isn't even on the cards. I'm just I'm winging this one because I want to know what you think. When it's all said and done, they put you in the ground. How do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? For one thing. For one thing. How would, how would you want to be remembered? Hmm. 
how do I want to be remembered? When they yeah. lay me in the ground. Yeah. Ryan wants to be remembered as a man. Hmm. How should I say that? <laughs> that's, that's balls deep. <laughs> balls deep, man. Whew. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Let me figure out how to say this. I know what I want to say. I'm just figuring out how I want to say this. I got you. Trying to find the right words, right? <laughs> <clears throat> um. All in all, I just want to be remembered as a man that that overcame a man that overcame his own wrongdoing. Mm, like that. and still and was still able to set the example for the next generation. Although That's good. he wasn't perfect, right? Oh yeah. Because a lot of times we see even on the screen, hero and villain, right? We always get hero and mm. villain, right? Yeah. Um, you know, really good guy, really bad guy. We never get the vigilante. Or rarely do we get the vigilante. Do we get the guy that walks the fine line of what's good for mankind, but at the same time, what's good for myself, right? Right. Rarely do we ever get that. And I just want to be remembered as someone who walked that fine line and was still able to set um, an example for the next generation to follow. Nice. I like that. For me, at the end of the day, the things that are the most important to me were that people know that I love them and that I, I genuinely cared. There's so much shit in the world where it's like people will fake, you know, thoughts and prayers and people will fake, you know, genuine sympathy. If And I know I'm never going to be famous for anything and I don't really want to be. I don't want to necessarily be mega rich or anything like that. If people will look back and think about their time with me, I really want them to to smile and to laugh. Think about the good things that I brought to their life. I want to be remembered as somebody who was a joy who brought joy to people's lives and enriched it, even if it was something small. So it's not so much about being a, a game changer in someone's life and saying like, oh, he saved me and he changed our relationship and he made me think. No, no, no. Like I want them to look back and go like, yo, CJ was somebody I can rely on and I can count on and I can call with anything. Mm. I, could, I could call him at two in the morning. I know he'll be there. Like that to me is important. Whether they did it or not, but like, there's so many people who need support. So I've always wanted to be the guy that people leaned on because I I know my spirituality, I guess. I know my endurance factor. I can take on a lot. I can be mm. the rock for a lot of different people in a lot of different scenarios. And I have my limits too. Don't get me wrong. Like as right. I get to certain points and I've cut people off in the past where I go like, you know, we're not on the same track. We have different opinions and views on life and certain aspects and things and you know you go your separate ways and i don't have any ill will towards those people at all but like mm -hmm. at the end of the day i want people to look back on me and go like man that was somebody i could really rely on that was mm. that was a structure in my life that i'm glad that i knew him you know what i mean right yeah that's important to me you know it's mm. i can't offer much when it comes to anything else outside of that but like i'm always here to listen like shit everybody needs that yeah you know? absolutely yeah um shit and i mean i think you're leaving that mark already you know on this show you know trying to man already, you know, you, know what I'm you already you're already fulfilling that we do slowly. say we're here for you and you can bank on it like that's a real thing for me you know, it's like it's a real we thing. are yeah, here that's real shit. i that's i tell people to, to call in with questions or send us you know messages like i genuinely want to help you know i really want people yeah. to make this a safe space for them you know and radio has done that for decades and decades and there's podcasts that you know are way more popular that like, get into it and everything. But for us, yeah. it's like we we've always been about shooting the shit, having a good time. But there's real shit too, you know. So I've always wanted yeah. when we started this idea, 
20 episodes ago, you know, that was what I saw happening from it was like, at the bare minimum, we provide a space for people to vent, to feel safe, to talk about whatever, because we've talked about everything on this show from every hot dog, hot dog eating competitions to fucking racism, strippers, melanin, rate, like all sorts of shit, you know, so this is a variety show of the highest order. That's what I wanted for it. It's yeah. whether it's popular or not, it means nothing to me. Like it's nice if we get that far, but it's really more about just being a support for you, being a support for other people, and creating something that hopefully people get something from that they can right. enjoy. Some wholesome. Something eh, wholesome, maybe not the word, because we get pretty fucking filthy on the show. <laughs> hey, but we're wholesomely but filthy, right? Wholesome authentically like filthy. You feel wholesomely me? Wholesomely filthy. I like that. That's you a really me? good tagline. Because <laughs> it's like it's not like we're trying to be something we're not. We're just no. ourselves. It just yeah. so happens to be the most filthiest versions of ourselves, which is cool. As Re- as Rihanna said, this is what you came for. So you're tuning into this show because you like who we are. That's at our core, and that's really what yeah. it comes down to. So hopefully you get something more than that out of it. But hey, if you're along for the ride with us, man, we appreciate. It. Like we we love our fans. We love our people. We love people we listen to. I'm still getting feedback every single day. Clearly, mm-hmm. I'm moving to the transition to wrap this shit up. But, you know, it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. We we give you the socials because we want to hear from you. The Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook, at Bank Bro Show on Instagram, thebankbroshow at gmail.com. So that's what it's for. It's not for our, it's not for us. It's for you because we mm-hmm. want to hear from you. If right. you guys have problems to tackle, we want to hear it. We want to talk about it. Let's dissect it. Let's work on it together. Let's bring you on and give you some advice. Because shit, yeah. we know some Especially shit. It's about women. Let me know. Shit. Especially it's about women. Like <laughs> that's your guy right there. So yeah. don't be afraid, people. If you're still with us, if you're still listening to us after this ridiculously broken two-hour podcast we just fucking did <laughs> that you got half of. Hey, like we still fucking appreciate it. So Hell hit yeah. us up, man. Hit us up. What are your last words for your fans tonight, sir? Um, man. So that's all that. unconventional. Um, but I like you know it, what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get used to this because it's it's going to be way more chill and unconventional, so to say, like this. We're going to talk about this, that, and the third. You never know. So tune in. We might we might talk about something that we pinned. Mm. We might talk about some new shit that you never thought of. You never know. Just tune in. And, and I'll um, make sure I record the entire episode. That was such yeah. a weird glitch for me. I, I've never hey, done but it's that cool. before. Hey, sometimes, uh, sometimes shit happens for a reason. It's a blessing. Um, it's definitely a blessing. In fact, I really got to take a piss. I ain't gonna lie to you. Is that why you're rocking that much? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we'll wrap it up. My last words: Go see Spider-Man across the universe. I keep saying the universe. <laughs> it's a Spider-Verse. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Fucking phenomenal. Five star. Take your kids. Take your wife. Take your bald-headed granny. I don't care. See that fucking movie. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a Black Spider-Man second movie. Huge surprise. <laughs> Lots of twists and turns. I was on the edge of my seat. Take your fucking family, dude. We will catch you next time. We are in your city. Go, he's going to go. go he's going to take a piss. Oh, my goodness. I love the way that fucking ended, too. So, again, like, subscribe, follow. Bank Bros are in your city. We're here for you, as always. And you can bank on it. See you next time. One, two.